Hey guys, Bud Elliott. Welcome in to the Knollcast. Uh, today we're going to do our continuation of the season preview series, and we will be discussing the offensive line. This is the last position preview series that we have to do, and we'll be putting this up, I think, probably on Tuesday afternoon, maybe uh, maybe Wednesday morning, depending on when you hear this. Uh, first, I want to start out by thanking our sponsors, Louisiana Hot Sauce, Tarpon Cellars, the legendary team with Chad and Shannon, 844 FSU Loan, Congruity HR Solutions, and of course, Charlie Park by Madison Social. Also support Rising Spear uh, as they effort to make FSU's team uh, more NIL compensated and uh, to help recruiting. All right, let's get into this. So 2021 uh, was expected to be a step forward in the offensive line. And, and I think you can argue that there was a step forward, but there was not a substantial step uh, forward, if you want to kind of use the the, the conspiracy uh, legal definition of substantial step. Uh, and I looked into this. What, why, why was that? Well, in my opinion, it did not take a substantial step forward for a couple of things. Number one, Jordan Travis, I think his legs made the group look better than it actually was uh, in terms of, of the run game. Um, he also is a guy that holds on to the ball a lot, so maybe that made him look a little bit worse in the pass game. But then you could tell you could also counter that by saying, hey, bud, uh, his escapability helps these guys to look better in the pass game. I don't know. We'll, we'll see about that. It's interesting. So. Here's some numbers from last year that illustrate just how far this group still has to go. Uh, they were 130th in power success rate. Uh, they were 82nd in havoc uh, rate allowed. They were 84th in pressure rate allowed and 121st in passing down sack rate allowed. That's not good. And yet Alex Atkins gets a lot of praise for what he has done with this group, the offensive line coach and now the OC and is consistently mentioned as somebody who's going to be a head coach down the line. And in spite of those numbers, I actually think he is deserving of that praise. Uh, the group is better year over year than it was basically every year that he's been in Tallahassee. Uh, it's been a, a tough go, but they've slowly improved this thing. I think he is a coach who is able to reach different types of players, different guys, you know, respond to him. Um, but, you know, they, they still have a long way to go here. Let's go ahead and, and just discuss some other things from last year. How many guys played snaps for FSU last year? Quite a few, but in terms of dudes who played a lot of snaps, it really uh, was not all that many. Washington, Robert Scott, Gibbons, Devontae Love Taylor, and Murray Smith all played 500 plus snaps. Baby Johnson and Brady Scott played 300. So, in terms of injury that caused guys to miss games, this was not crazy bad last year right if you only have seven guys who played 300 plus and you know you, you did have uh you did have five who played 500 plus I, I, i've seen a lot worse in fact you've seen a lot worse in tallahassee uh but dlt was really a shell of his former self due to his his injury late in 2020 that carried over into the 2021 season. And the fact that he played as many snaps as he did, I mean, 500 plus, I think speaks to the lack of, of quality depth that the Seminoles had. I don't think DLT, uh, based on what I saw last year, would be a starter on this year's team. And that tells me that this is an improved offensive line, just you know, having watched what I did last year and, and watched uh, you know, what we've seen so far this year in camp. I don't think he'd play uh, starters reps on this team. You know, Maurice Smith last year 
had all kinds of issues gaining weight and also staying healthy. Uh, when he was healthy, he was not horrendous. But later on in the year, as he failed to keep weight on and battled with injuries, uh, almost any team with, with a decent zero nose, and there are a decent number of guys on, on this schedule who fit that description, or, or even a, a solid one tech, uh, were, were really able to bully him pretty bad. Uh, and so, again, would, would Maurice Smith playing like he was playing last year with his injuries and inability to keep weight on, would he be playing on this year's team? I'm not sure. Maybe, but also maybe not. It just kind of depends on on what you think of this roster. Would Brady Scott play 300 snaps on this year's team? No, I don't think so. Would Baby John Johnson play 300 snaps on this year's team? It would take a lot more injuries this year to, to get Baby John Johnson onto the field than it would have taken uh, last year. So they, they're definitely deeper. Uh, I think that creates a, a higher floor for this unit uh, than last year's unit had. But they still went really hard in the transfer market, right? Demetri Manuel coming over from Charlotte is a potential big-time get for them, not in terms of being a superstar, but in terms of just a, a player who I expect to, to be a starter and, and to play decently, to play even at an average ACC level, I think they would take. You know, Justin Turrentine, uh, played really poorly at South Carolina, right? Got benched even with on a bad offensive line, got benched. We'll see how quickly he can acclimate himself to the system, but he did come in in reasonable shape. So there's some hope there. And that was kind of a late flyer they took on a body. Caden uh, Lyles, a guy who we expressed a lot of skepticism about the take because of his ability to stay healthy uh, at Wisconsin and his movement was, uh, was poor in spring. That was a guy they were counting on to start, uh, but unfortunately at center. But unfortunately, he's he's gone for the year already with injury. And then Bless Harris from Lamar uh, is a player, a tackle who I think they are uh, very excited about. Not in terms of being a superstar, but I think he's probably uh, met or exceeded expectations um, based on what they thought about him coming in. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit here, just position by position. Your tackles, in my opinion, should be Robert Scott. And bless Harris. I think that gives you a lot of length on the outside. You can reach those seven techs with those guys. I think they can operate fairly well covered or uncovered. And I think the uncovered part is important, given my uh, opinion of the tight end room that you guys probably heard in the receiver slash tight end preview. I do not buy into the idea that Robert Scott is a first-round draft pick like some of these mock drafts have him. In fact, I don't even really buy into the idea that he's a draft pick yet. Now, if he plays two or three more seasons in college, possibly he, he, he could work himself into a draft pick. He's a guy who works hard and the staff loves the guy, but I, I really haven't seen um, elite offensive tackle traits out of him yet. But I think he's an upgrade over what you've had in prior years and even an upgrade over his, his self from last year, um, assuming he could stay healthy. Harris is a guy who I think will struggle at times because of his inexperience playing at this level. But again, the length and athleticism combo there, I think, suits best to have him be the other starter. Again, that's just my opinion. Although this does match up with what we saw in the depth chart released from FSU for game one. Darius Washington is a guy who I've just I've always had high hopes for, but the total inability to have him stay healthy. He could be one of your top backups at tackle if you needed them to be in certain situations. But again, really like to see what he could do uh, with a real offseason. And he just has not been able to be healthy. He, he got hurt in spring and, and he was not able to, to have a, a true offseason yet again. So uh, 
man, if he ever just gets an offseason to be healthy, maybe he can be a higher upside player. But it's hard to project him to be you know better this year than he was last year, given you know given that. Uh, plus, he will probably have to play another position for at least a little while, as we'll get to in a second. Tarantine, like I mentioned, is at least a big body, but the, perhaps the right kind of big, not in terrible shape right now, which is good. Um, and then, you know, Julian Armella coming in. Uh, he's a guy that I'm, I've been impressed with so far. He was not very good in some of these camps that we went to, and he was getting beat uh, by guys who are certainly signing it at uh, like not upper, you know, upper power five tier schools. And yet he's come in, worked hard, did come in in shape, which is key for him. But he he was in shape at these camps too when, when we saw him, and he's acclimated the system quite well, and, and could be one of your one of your legitimate backups there at tackle. Um, Rod Orr is a guy to you know keep watch of. I, I don't. I think the best reports of his first, you know, is, is redshirt year. We'll have to see how how that goes long term. Uh, but you know, I feel okay about tackle if they stay healthy. If they don't, then I think it could be a bit of an adventure. And yet, I think I would still take this tackle group over the tackle groups that you've had in prior years in terms of the drop off. I was just looking at the um, the depth chart for FAU as I prepare for some of my, uh, you know, prognostication work on cover three and uh, looked at it and was like, Ooh, yeah. You know, Chaz Neal is starting at FAU. I don't think there's Chaz Neal level player that could conceivably see the field given reasonable injury uh, expectation for this team. I think guard is probably okay or upgraded from last year. Gibbons, if he stays healthy, is a, a solid ACC guard. He's not an NFL guy, in my opinion, but he's because of the movement skills. But, you know, he's a solid guard. He's fine. Uh, definitely better than what you've had in some prior years. Demetri Emanuel, I think FSU knows what they're getting in him. Again, not the most athletic guy, but uh, could help hold the pocket up a little bit better on the interior for them just because of his size and his ability to anchor. Bryson Estes is a, is a weight room warrior who – is listed as one of the top backups there at guard. I think he could factor in to the equation. And you have a number of freshmen who at this point I would expect to redshirt and develop and hopefully get better. But who knows? Maybe they're pressed into action. We try to keep these all 15 minutes or less. I'm going to keep going. Center is by far the obvious concern of this group as it is currently compressed. As we mentioned, Caden Lyles has done for the year. Mike Norvell acknowledged the Maurice Smith injury. Uh, from the Jacksonville uh, preseason practice. Look, I mean, if they can get him back by the Louisville game, I think that would be great. Uh, I, if they can get it back for the LSU game, I'd be, I'd be stunned. But I mean, that would obviously be more great. You, you probably have it. You definitely have one game. I think uh, that he's not going to play and be in the Duquesne game. And there's, a, there's, I think a decent chance that there's multiple games. Given that. There's a lot of like buzz out of camp about Estes at center, but that's not the vibe I get when I talk to people I trust. I, I'm not sure they trust Estes snapping, uh, you know, handling all those assignments and and really uh, like getting it at center. Maybe I'm wrong on that. We'll see. Uh, but I, I think that they, first of all, I think there's real concern here with the position with with, with the snapping early. Uh, Washington potentially could could do some snapping for you here. Uh, Garrett Schrader is another guy. Uh, not, not not Garrett Schrader, Lord. Why, why am I calling him the, the name of the uh, of the Syracuse quarterback? But Schrader is a guy they were very high on last year until he got hurt, and he definitely uh, you know lost weight 
has put some of that back on this offseason, but about a year behind uh, the projected development curve, I would say, if he had stayed healthy. He's a guy who could fill in for you. Ultimately, I don't get the vibe that Marie Smith's injury is something that's going to keep him out all year or hopefully not multiple months, right? Uh, and for that, I think if he comes back healthy, you can project him to have, have a quality impact at center and to be a better player than he was last year if he comes back healthy. You know, if not, there's, you know, there's kind of long tails of this projection where, you know, maybe the line's worse than last year, but I don't really think so. It, it that feels very unlikely. I think this is a line that is better than last year. Center is certainly a fairly major concern, uh, especially with the LSU game because you do play, uh, you, you play Mason Smith at D tackle, who is probably a, a total stud and. If you play to his potential, a, a first round type draft pick. I think ultimately the depth on this line, even with the Lyles injury and the early season Smith injury, and with Washington, you know, being pressed into action when I think the ideal plan was probably to ease him back into it more, given that his you know his offseason injury stuff. And you know, Gibbons been banged up a little bit, but I still think the depth on this line is better than it ha- than it was before, and so to me that does represent a higher floor than you had in prior years. Um, I do think the injuries, though, make it so where the ceiling of this group is potentially less than it was uh, being thought of entering spring. Just kind of my my take on there. I, I feel a little more certain about this group than I have in prior years. The depth is better. I don't think guys like Babion and Brady Scott would be playing on this line absent like a ton of injuries. And last year they were – and they were your top two backups uh, for a good stretch. But it's hard for me to see this line, given who they have, who got hurt in the offseason, being at an elite line or, or a good line. I think above average is your really hopeful projection. And you know, maybe average, below average is your uh, – below average is kind of your, your pessimistic projection, if you will. If they can get to average, given the offseason injuries they've had, I think most people will be pretty excited. We'll be back with our season preview show and predictions and as well as our snap count draft coming up soon. Really appreciate you guys supporting our channel, five stars on iTunes, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you.